able to overcome this, that my life completely changed, that all these things happened, rather than it just being a fairy tale and because it makes me feel as if society doesn't really care about us. Like, if you could just look at us walking across the street and you think that we're a threat, like, what's really going on? Because... Like, once they move on, they're gonna miss something from their last relationship. And then that's when, if they do decide to move on, they start um, telling up the things that went on in their previous relationship until the relationship that has with somebody now. And that's when they kind of like... Some people were saying like, oh, we ain't a little better with that and look more classy and stuff like that. But it's just like, why, why are braids not seen as classy? Yeah. You can put your braids on a little up-do bun with a little bang on the side and it's gonna look just as good. Something someone said to me and they said, you may have done what they said you did, but you're not who they say you are. And knowing the difference between I made a mistake and this is who I am. Hey y'all, and welcome back to another very special episode of Plugged In with Kay. Y'all, we are here for season four, and this season, I told y'all I had some very special guests. So sitting right here to my right on the couch with me is my beautiful, talented, amazing, wearing every hat under the sun, I call her my big sister, y'all. This is Miss Samantha. Hey, everybody. How does it feel to be here? Finally. Uh -huh. It's been too long. You know, I should have been on season one, but pretty much. Pretty much. It's all right. It's okay. You here now? I'm here now. Because look, that little delayed, but not denied. Not denied. And there's a time and a season to everything under the sun. So this is the right time, the right season for you to be here. Glory, hallelujah. That's it. Glory, hallelujah. So how's your day been? It's been good. You know, things are calming down after moving. Yeah. So I'm like able to get in a routine, which I missed. But it's been a good day. Same. Um, my sleep patterns are kind of thrown off. It's all right. But it's okay. We're going to get there. They're going to be wonderful. Uh, Quality sleep. Uh, melatonin in prayer. I'm not going to play with you. That's what we're shooting for. That melatonin uh, is magical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just something about it. It just it, rock you. It fell out of heaven. It had to. Like, like it fell out of heaven like the mail that fell when God was feeding me. <laughs> After they came out of Egypt. Hey. <laughs> that's a good example, though. <laughs> oh, that's a good example. Every that lets you know I be studying. You know your word. Study to show yourself approved. Highlighting. Girl. <laughs> so y'all, <laughs> we're going to be talking about the beauty of pain. Right. Okay. The beauty of pain. The beauty of pain. So, I'm a definition person. Mm -hmm. So, give me your best definition of beauty. Beauty is not just skin deep. It's not just like what you look like on the outside, but also what your spirit has in it. Yeah. And how your spirit displays to people that also adds to your beauty. I'd also say beauty would be um, the way you take in the environment around you and produce something more. Oh, I love it. that. I that, love that. That's beauty too. Cause it takes, takes a beautiful person to come from a hard place and yeah. turn it into 
a beautiful situation. Yeah, and it takes a beautiful person to step into situations, mm-hmm. step into environments, and change that environment and make it beautiful. Right, because we shift the atmosphere. Come on, when we walk through the room, baby. Hello. And then, so give me your best definition of pain. Pain is that feeling of when something happens that's negative. Mm-hmm. It's that thing that breaks your heart. It's that thing that makes you cry, that thing that makes you feel like nothing else, nothing else good can come from what just happened to you. That's my kind of definition of pain. What's yours? My definition of pain would be uh, an uneasy or an abnormal feeling Mm -hmm. outside of what we're used to Mm. that um, brings forth negative connotations and emotions. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be my definition. That's real good. That's real juicy. It is. That's real juicy. Mm. Uneasy. Yes. Mm. Abnormal. We don't like we don't like pain. We don't. So a lot of times we feel as if because we know God or because we serve him and we're believers that we're oftentimes exempt from pain when in reality, um, a lot of times we fail to realize that pain is a part of the process. Pain is right. a part of the process. So being that pain is a part of the process. <clears throat> What would you say is what would you say is one thing that you've learned from the process of pain mm-hmm. over all these years? No, all these years you made me sound old. You know, honestly, I've only had one situation in my life that I feel like was really painful, like painful to where it changed me. And like two years ago, I was in a bad relationship, on and off, on and off, on and off, and then it ended up ending in like a violent way. Mm-hmm. And so just coming out of that is where I really learned how to enjoy the process. Yeah. You know, because even though it's painful, I became a completely different person, a more powerful person, mm-hmm. a more purposeful person because of that situation. You know, I was more intentional about taking care of myself, more intentional about people I was in relationship with. You know, it used to be a, oh, they like me, I'm with them. Now is we're dating for a purpose. I know I see purpose in this person. I see a purpose in us being a couple. You know, like it just changed my perspective on a lot of what I was doing as a young adult. Mm -hmm. You know, like as a young adult, you go through so many things, you deal with so many things, and you're just trying to figure it out. Like every situation you're in, you're figuring figuring it out. And, you know, once you learn, you learn, but you doing this on your own, you know, you coming in and it's like the only opinion you got to listen to is yourself. And once you go through that process, you learn the correct moves to make. Mm -hmm. You learn that, oh, I didn't like that. That didn't feel good. And if you're a smart person, you do something different. If you like that pain, if you like, I can deal with that pain, you keep repeating the cycle. And we don't want to repeat the cycle. You know, and so I think through my process, I really just like became the woman I am now. Mm-hmm. I became the woman with values and morals that I stuck to. Mm-hmm. Like my mama, my mama raised me with values and morals. But when I got to college, I was like, this is my choice. Yeah. I'm going to do what I want to do. But now, you know, I've realized that the things she raised me with, she did it for a purpose you know she did that for a reason she taught me the right thing for a reason because I was only causing myself more pain by not sticking to what my mom taught me yeah and a lot of times I say that a lot of times 
um, well, you know, a lot of pause. What am I going to say? My mind just went blank. <laughs> so I would say that a lot of times we find ourselves in more pain when we derail from what we're taught or derail from the process that God has us on. Yes. Um, especially being, you know, the scriptures tell us train up a child in the way that he should go and when he's old he won't depart from it. But it's like sometimes when we get we find ourselves putting ourselves through more painful situations because we don't take the time to just to just I would say think about things before we start ending and moving or we just don't rationalize what we're doing simply because we start feeling like, oh, I'm grown. Yeah, and it's also like we start feeling things differently. Yeah. You know, like it's like okay, yeah, I was under my parents, and I. But when you become on your own, like you get that feeling, like I want to do this. Like you know, it's that flesh, that fight between flesh and spirit. It's like my flesh is telling me I want to do this. My flesh is telling me this is right. Like this is this is what love feels like. This is what you know. This is what ambition feels like. This is this is what I need to do. But it's, ne it's not your spirit talking. Mm -mm. And, you know, because we believe in God, we know that we should be spirit-led. Yep. And so, you know, it's it's really that that difference between you got to learn, like, when your spirit, when that little voice in the back of your head is saying, this is not going to turn out good. Yep. This is not going to turn out good. This is not what you want it to be. I know what it looks like, but it's not what it needs to be. We know we have to, like, you, it's almost like you have to go through that process of not listening to it to realize that you need to listen to it. Mm, that's good. Because sometimes, sometimes we, we can be our own uh, biggest challenges. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can be our own biggest hindrances. Yeah. Because we don't take the time to look at ourselves. We don't take the time to pause. And we just be, oh, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go do that. Mm -hmm. Then you find yourself back at square one. Again. Square one. And I know that, like, I know that I'm very young, but... I've been through a lot of things and a lot of painful situations that have caused me to mature um, at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I talk to God or whatever, and I used to despise uh, things that I've been through mm -hmm. because I was like, I just wanted to be a normal kid. I just wanted to be a normal child. And sometimes I feel like I was dealt more painful situations than other kids. I felt like I was dealt more painful cards than the other people. And sometimes now I still feel as if I go through uh, painful situations, uh, more painful situations than my peers and those around me here in college. So sometimes I feel like my college experience is not like everybody else's of just like, oh, you're just here and you can like study and get your work done, but also just enjoy yourself and flourish in this time. It's like these painful moments that push me to a place to where I find myself overworking myself. I found I find myself uh, constantly being a part of different things in order to be successful because of painful situations more whenever I get hurt. I just try to I try to numb my pain a lot of times. Uh, if I don't immediately go to God, I find myself numbing my pain through work. Mm. And that's just something that I'm learning how not to do anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's like really hard at times. Um, specifically, so this is gonna be funny. So I had um uh, I had a situation with a guy and after that flopped or whatever, I was like, Okay, I gotta find something to keep myself busy. Like I already know I got a lot of stuff going on, but I need something else to do. So I was like, Okay, hey, maybe I can just do this or do that and then I was like, Okay, God, I need something to keep me going. 
because if I'm not working right now, I have to sit with this pain mm. and I have to sit and feel it. And I don't have time to feel it and have mental breakdowns right now because I have people depending on me. Mm. I have different things going on. So I'm like, okay, God, what I need you to do is like guide me through this. And in this, and this is so funny because in this moment, in that moment, I was talking to God like this. God did not. <laughs> like he literally made me sit there and deal with and the deal with it. He made me sit there and cry about it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the thing about it was, I was just, I was just in a place to where I couldn't explain how I was feeling anymore. I couldn't explain it to anybody. And one thing about it, me and my mentor, we're really close. And I talk to her all the time. Mm -hmm. I probably talk, I used to talk to her every day, but it was like in this moment, in this space that I, that I'm just not coming out of, I just couldn't talk to anybody about mm -hmm. it. And I had a friend who, um, I love her to death. Um, y'all, y'all's going to, y'all are going to see her episode later on in this season. Um, but I just love her to death and she, she listened to me. Well, I, she didn't listen to me, but she listened to the spirit. Cause it was one night I was supposed to be studying my Sunday school lesson. Mm. Cause I teach the um, youth and the teenage classes whenever I go home. So I was at home, I was supposed to be studying and I just couldn't study. All I could do was just sit there and cry in my private home. All I could do was cry. So I was like, God, I'm supposed to study this Sunday school lesson, but all I'm doing is crying. So I'm just gonna cry and go to bed. Like I went to bed early that night. Like it was 8.30 and I was knocked out sleep. That's just how painful it, it, it yeah. was. And I woke up at like midnight and I checked my phone and I had a voice message from her. And she was saying that in this voice message, she told me she was saying that God put it on her heart to pray for me. And she told him, she was like, well, God, I'll pray for her in the morning when I get up. And God told her, no, he's like, no, you need to pray for her now. She was like, and he, and God told her, you need, she needs to hear you. She needs to hear your voice. She's like, well, God, I don't know how she's, you know, she's there and I'm here. But then she sent me a voice message and everything that I was crying about and that I couldn't talk to any about anybody about, those are the same things that she started praying for in that prayer. Mm. And when I tell you about told that bed up, like the sheets, the pillow. That was good, mom. Everything was about to be at the pillow, girl. <laughs> like, because it was like, okay, God, I'm in this painful situ yes. situation, but you're showing me the beauty of friendship through this. Yes. You're showing me the beauty of connections through this. Yes. So I was just like, okay, here I am, boohoo, crying, tearing stuff up at midnight, probably waking up the whole house. But it's okay <laughs> because, you know, it's like you're going to get past this. Yeah. And then so after that, um, recently, I went, the last time I was at home, I went home for a day that uh, for a Sunday, and it was Youth Sunday. So I went there. Um, I think it was Youth Sunday. Don't let me lie to y'all. It was one, either Youth Sunday or the Sunday after that. <laughs> one of the two. And I went home and everything, and the plan was to go home and come back. But my, so I went to church and then after that, I went to another service that my pastor was speaking and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go back. But then my pastor was having a spontaneous worship night mm -hmm. and I was just like, okay, well, it's kind of late and I need to, you know, get on back up there yeah. to the schoolhouse. But I stayed and that same friend, she didn't tell me that she was coming. And so she got there and then she, she started, so like different worship leaders were um just grabbing the mic and just worshiping and like speaking stuff over the house and she started like she went and grabbed the mic and she started singing a song to me and she started she started singing a song but I said she was singing to me and then she walked over to me and she asked she asked my pastor for permission to flow in her gifts and I was on the floor I cried so much my eyes was red and swollen 
It looked like I had black eyes. That's just how much I had cried. And my hair, my edges was done. My edges was on the flow. Girl. <laughs> and then, Sometimes you just got to let that yeah. go. And it was in that moment, she started speaking things over my life that I couldn't, that I hadn't been talking to people about or that I just couldn't talk about because they were just so painful. Mm -hmm. So, and in that moment, she started speaking life over me mm -hmm. throughout pain. And basically, she was telling me one of the things she said was that the pain from this season, this moment of my life that I was in, my pain was a testimony for mm -hmm. others. And I was like, okay, God. And then I was like, because I had been telling God, like, I don't even feel like myself. I don't even feel like, you know, Kayana anymore. I was like, I don't know who I am right now. Mm -hmm. And it's just like very painful, very just hurtful and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, God, I need, I don't need, like, hey, listen, I'm just here. Like, I'm just here. And to hear her just speak over my life and she is it still amazes me to this day and a lot of things that she spoke over my life i'm seeing them like now start to come to pass just like in the past three days so it's just like crazy how you know those the painful season and situations that i've been in i'm seeing my pain produce seeds of fruit mm -hmm. and different things coming to fruition that i was like now I'm starting to understand it. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, it's just like, wow. And, like, the key to that is that, like, you didn't allow your pain mm -hmm. to make you miserable. Yeah. You know, like, a lot of times when pain happens, we can just sit in it. Mm -hmm. And we don't do anything to get out of it. We're just dealing with it. We're just, like, crying all the time. Yeah. But not trying to get do out. anything differently. You know, and so you're just allowing it to make you miserable. Everything in your life that you look at is miserable. Yes. Everything that happens, you know, life is like really bad for you. But you really have to make the decision to be like, I gotta come out of this. Yeah. This not me. You know, you were saying like I'm not I'm not even seeing myself right now. Yeah. And you know, there's just like sometimes you just need that word, which is you know, there's a word. There's always a word. There is always a word. And sometimes you just need that word to pull you out of that. Yeah. But you cannot allow your pain to be make to make you miserable. Yeah. To cause you to just be like, I'm just living in misery. And I think that a lot of times we get so caught up in oh, we get so caught up in feeling the pain that we don't overcome the pain. Yeah. We get so caught up of feeling it and just being like, Okay, I'm hurt, I'm broken and um, I'm battling this, I'm battling that. We get so used to telling other people that we don't walk into overcoming. Mm. We don't begin, like, we don't speak, well, I'm going to make it through this, or I'm mm. going to overcome this, or oh, I'm having a bad day, or I'm mentally, I, I'm having fighting mentally right now, or I'm depressed. Like, we don't, we, we go through pain, but we don't start overcoming it because we get so comfortable in it. Mm. And I don't know why. The power of life and death is in the tongue. In the tongue. And it's just like, man, if all you got to do is say today is going to be a good day when you wake up, today is going to be a good day. Today is going to be a good day. Like, and I always tell people, like, in my job, we, you know, we do a lot of mentoring and advising and all that kind of stuff. And when someone comes in with a bad day, I challenge them to find one thing they can be happy about. Yeah. And if you focus on that one thing, that can turn your whole day around. That can change your whole outlook because there's something, there's something to be happy about. There's something to smile this about. morning. There ain't something to be happy about. You know, you got two, you got two legs, you got two, two arms, two hands, you still got your thumbs. You know, like there's something to be happy about. There is, especially the days when I actually get up and put myself together the right way. 
them be the happiest days of my life because I be looking around. I don't know. <laughs> I be feeling myself, but then also I be like, yeah, God made this book. Limited edition. God made this. I'm not a Barbie. Baby. I'm not a Barbie. I'm not a Barbie. I'm a Christian girl. I'm a Christian girl. I'm not a brat. A girl. I'm a brat. Though. No, I'm, I'm a child of God. Child of God. Hallelujah. We praise them. I'm a church girl, but not the Beyonce church girl. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't even have words. I don't even have because that one was doing some things. I mm-mm, that, ain't that kind of church. That one was doing a lot of things. I ain't that, doing no I, I was like, I was like, ooh, I don't do none. Of I that. do none of that. None of that. I am a church girl. Mm-mm. You know, I may tear the front row up on a good Sunday. Hey. You know, but not the front row with a club. I'm hallelujah. I'm pretty sure they be mad at me. So this is gonna be funny. So I went to a party, drinking, and in this party, um, I was just I I don't I didn't know none of the music and I, I didn't know nothing else. So I just just lost. I'm just standing there, and one of my one of my one of my uh, friends uh, that's on campus. Uh, he's in a lot of different things and he knows a lot of people and he does some of that stuff or whatever. And he was in front of me, and he was just singing out a song, and he was like, uh, uh, you know, saying the words that we don't say and stuff like that. And then he looked at me, and he was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm a Christian. The Lord is still working on me, and it is to you. And I, I, I don't even know why I'm over here by you right now, but it's going to be okay. And don't put, forget. And I'm like, baby, you do whatever you do. Like, what you do? It's nothing. But then I had to stop, and I had to realize. And I was like, God. God, I had to, I had to, you know, rewind mm-hmm. and rethink about it. And I was like, dang, okay, so other people can see, they can see my mm-hmm. stance. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, God, thank you for showing me that. So now I know not to conform and fit in with other people. Because that's also been painful for me, too, especially like being here in college, trying to I wouldn't say fit in, but trying to feel like I belong somewhere. Mm. And a lot of times being a young woman of faith, a young woman that's in Christ, a young woman with a relationship with Christ, that's hard at times. Yes. Especially like being here in this environment where there's so much going on. Mm -hmm. There's so much you can get involved in, entangled in and stuff like that. Entangled. And it's just, yeah, like, you know. Well, some entanglements was in Some entanglements you know, happen. They do. I recently got delivered from one house. The loose. Hallelujah. Father, we thank God, we thank you for the entanglements. Because guess what? When you untangle us, you're going to tangle us with the right one. Come on. I like that. Mm. I like Put that. Put that on a t-shirt. Uh-huh. Put that on a t-shirt. Plugged in with K-Merch coming soon. Get tangled with Jesus. We're going to work on this. We're going to work on it. That's good, though. It is, that is good. It is good. And it's true. You know, like, when you come to school and when you're independent mm-hmm. and, like, the school is literally pushing you to make your own decisions, you know, like, there's so much, like, your parents can't even see stuff. You know, like, you can hide your whole life. You could be flunking every class and your parents will never know. Never know. And unless, so, they, unless you ask, why you ain't getting your degree? And it's easy to just, you know float into that it's easy it's so easy to just be like why don't I just go and then when you just go then you get involved in something else then you get involved in something else then you get involved in something else or when you just like are with you know we have what we want to hold ourselves to this standard 
We want to be the standard that everybody follows. But you stick out. And, you know, we're supposed to be set apart. You know, no reason to, to be mad about sticking out. But, you know, like, you want to be with everybody else. But, you know, we are called to live a life that's set apart. Yeah. And that can cause a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. That can cause a lot of pain. But then you also have to know who you are. And that comes with, uh, a lot of times, one of the most painful things that I said that we go through as being believers is we're in different environments and we face identity crisis. That, that's a big painful moment because it's like, okay, I know who I am in this environment, but I'm trying to juggle who I am in this environment too. Mm-hmm. So here I am trying to make two environments clash that one is in my norm and one is out of my norm, but I don't want other people to see that it's out of my norm. Mm-hmm. And so where it's very painful because you're trying to, basically you're putting up a facade of who you are, mm-hmm. putting up a facade of what you stand up for, a facade of your belief system. Mm-hmm. And we just, you know, you got to deal with it. Like you like you out there, you know, turning up and, and turning up on, on a good Saturday and then Sunday you just, you know. Jesus. <laughs> I have a funny story about that though, about putting up a facade. So last night at 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 late at night, I was at the Taco Bell drive through, and the Taco Bell drive through was taking a long time. Mm-hmm. It was like forty five minutes. Oh yeah, Taco Bell always be a little longer. And I tend to sit in my car in silence a lot. Like I don't listen to the radio a lot. Like the car is really where I think. Mm-hmm. And like when things happen, I go to my car and drive around in silence. And so I was just sitting there, and I just started thinking, and I was like, "Well, I'm fake." Like, you know, I put up a really good look, Mm -hmm. you know, like when people see me at work and when they see me around and on social media and stuff, they see somebody that's so put together, you know, like I know how to put it together. I know how to put the face on. I know how to walk into a room and make a friend with everybody in the room. But when I go to my private life, I'm not necessarily the person that I'm showing everybody I am. And so last night, in that line, I just like burst out in tears and I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to pull up to the window with tears. But, you know, like I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't want to be fake. Like, I want every aspect of my life to line up with the Simone that people see. Mm-hmm. I want every when I'm at home, you know, like a lot of people see me like, oh, Simone, believe in God. And Simone has a, a good job and, you know, she's doing all this stuff. But like when I get home, I'm not necessarily studying like I need to. I'm not necessarily praying. And that's painful for me. And I'm limiting myself mm-hmm. because I'm I'm like, it's not true. And, you know, like I never want to be somebody that's fake or a liar, you know, so I need to be doing the same thing in private that I'm showing in public. Because, you know, like looks are deceiving. Looks are so deceiving. But, you know, like that's just, that's also been a learning point for me. Like I have now committed to like doing what I need to do, taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Did a whole presentation on self-care. Mm-hmm. Don't take care of myself. It's Don't okay. take care of myself. I taking care of myself either. So, you know, like that was causing me pain. Like I was exhausted. I was tired. I wasn't showing up cute. Like even today, my hair is not done. This is not typical. This is not typical. I just got my hair done after a little while. Thank I'm like, you, girl. Jesus, thank you. Real cute, but you know, like I had to really realize that, like, I'm causing my, I'm short, giving my myself the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be there for people. I'm trying to be like, oh, Simone got it together, and don't have it together, and that's okay, and that's okay. But like, what comes after me 
you know, they always say the first step is admittance. <laughs> you know, you got to admit that you have a problem. Mm -hmm. And like, I have admitted that my problem is being one person in public and one person in private. And I used to make this joke that like, legally, my name doesn't have an E on it. Yeah. So like, I always make this joke that Simone without the E is work Simone. That's like my professional, like, mm -mm -mm. and then Simone with the E is Simone in private. And they are two separate people. And so, like, overcoming all the stuff in my past and, like, looking back, like, a week ago made two years since the incident happened. And just looking back, like, a lot has happened for me career-wise and just life-wise. Like, I'm in a much better position than I was then. But if I really looked at my life, I'm still dealing with the pain. I'm still dealing with looking at myself and seeing scars. You know, like it's that it's that same kind of thing that I'm still because I never really dealt with it. Like I dealt with it, but we put it in the corner. But I kind of just put it into some work some on. Like work some on became amazing, but I didn't really like take care of me privately, and so that's like that's how you really like once you get to that point where you're like, okay, I realize I need to do something different. I think that's when you start creating beauty from the situation yeah. you know like my life is beautiful the things that I've done are beautiful but like I want inner soul spirit Simone to be beautiful to be beautiful I want her I want what's inside of me to reflect on the outside and sometimes I find the inside of me like peeking through the facade mm -hmm. and like when I notice that I'm like mm. Mm. some people gonna see that this is fake some people gonna see that this this ain't me 100% of the time. And like, it's me, but it's not the real me. Right. And so, you know, we just gotta, we gotta heal. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback off of that because I go through the same thing sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody knows Kayana as being in the forefront. She's always did, she's a leader. She's doing all these different things. She has a podcast. Like, she's a great big sister. Yep. Everybody sees all these things, but and like in my private time, they don't see me like I'm in my room destroying stuff because I don't know how I feel. Or they don't see me journaling for hours and hours, tears time. on the page. I love to journal too. It's just like what I can't say out my mouth, mm -hmm. I can stay with a pen. And whatever else I can't say, I cry. And a lot of people, I would say like my friends have started seeing uh, the real me um, in a sense outside of my facade. Because my best friend, he told me, he was like, you cry all the time. I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, you cry all the time. I was like, how do you know? He was like, you be crying in your room. You cry over there and you cry all the time. I was like, yeah, yeah. He was reading it, girl. He was like, you cry all the time. He was like, you're a crybaby. And I was like, and I was like, I ain't no crybaby. We're the second person. And he was like, when was the last time you cried? I was like, I cried about 20 minutes before I came over here. And he was like, exactly, you're a crybaby. He said, but you deal with your problems a lot by crying. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, yeah, we're just going to close this. And yes, conversation here. And I'm going to go back over here. Not shut down. Like, we never talking about that. Because sometimes I feel like through, sometimes I don't, I don't like to allow people I don't like to put my pain on display mm. a lot of times because I feel as if people come to me a lot and people depend on me to help them through their pain. Mm. So therefore, me putting my pain on display, I feel it's an inconvenience for others. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times I find myself, you know, 
in my room talking to myself in the mirror or just talking to God, praying a lot. Like, I be having conversations with God. I be like, hey, God, look. So uh, me and John John over here, I just want to let you know, this ain't no go, but I need you to help me get over John John mm -hmm. and stop crying because if, if you don't, I'm going to take it out on, 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 on Lil Ricky and you finna send me. And then I can't be with Lil Ricky and I'm still crying about Ginger. Because every time I see Ginger, I want to smash his face in. Yeah. So God, I need you to help me get over this pain or he'll show or he'll bring it back up. Uh, an instance that I recently told you about, it was like in that moment, face to face with that person, the pain started coming back up. Mm. And God was like, yeah, you didn't deal with it. So here it is on display. I'm like, okay, now I got to go back to step one and take all of this again mm. and redo it all over again. When in reality, I'm like, okay, God, what is this? This is pain that I thought I buried. This is pain that you are putting back in my face that I really want to punch somebody in the face with. Because in a lot of times, our anger is just unsolved pain that we don't like to deal with. That's real good. And so growing up, I was like a very angry child. And like very, very angry, like I the same. It was it was right. I know. It just cur it, it it was at a point to where like like I'm not saying like just like oh 13, 14, like no, I was angry at like a six year old child. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, okay, God, I'm just so angry and I didn't understand it. I became a teenager. I was like, God, why am I so angry? And then he started showing me different things and um just talking to me and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So tell a lot of people that you know me giving my life to Christ at a very very young age at like 14 it wasn't like a uh just something I want it was like a life or death thing for me because mm -hmm. I had to do something to I had to find some way to channel the anger and the pain that I was dealing with and it just it, it was just like I can't do this on my own anymore so growing up and experiencing so many different things from uh parents splitting up to being in different environments and, you know, bullying, being picked on and, and you know, struggling and things like that. It's just like I, I just became a very angry person. And it was like I was putting myself out there. I was being a leader and stuff like that. But deep down on the inside, I was angry. And sometimes I still have those moments where I just, I wouldn't say that, I would say that my pain turns into anger sometimes when I don't deal with it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I find it hard for me to move forward if I'm angry. Because mm. God be like, hey, you're going to deal with this right here because you're not going to be angry over here busting windows out of cars and, and stuff. Yeah, you're not going to yeah, do that. And we're not doing it because no. your name ain't Jasmine and your last name ain't Sullivan. Hey. So we're not going to do that. not busting nobody's window. But that was my favorite song when I was little. I told you I was a very angry person, but I'm delivered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank him. We thank him because I was going, like, my anger could have sent me some places that I shouldn't have been. Mm -hmm. And it was like God started working on me and showing me that, hey, this, you're you're angry because you didn't deal with this pain. I'm like, God, I was younger. I'm little. I'm not going to. But it's like now he's been making me go back into my childhood and reclaim those broken pieces of my life so that he can put them back together. Mm -hmm. And now me being a young woman now, it's like the added pain from like relationships and things. And it's just like, okay, God, I'm trying my best. Like I'm literally have, I barely have my head above water and you want me to put another puzzle together. Mm -hmm. And I, you want me to go dig for the pieces mm -hmm. and put this puzzle back together again. And I'm like, okay, God, listen, 
Um, I just want to take a nap. Because this is ghetto. But you got to work on this post. I know. And I'm like, God, what? But, you know, I also, you have to realize that, like, your reasons for being angry are valid. Yeah. You have you have justifiable reasons to be angry. But in the reality of it, who's getting hurt by you being angry? You. It's you. The person that you're angry at, the person that the situation that you're mad at is not being affected at all. I mean, you might go bust the window, but, like, that's still going to affect you because if you get caught, you're going, you're going to jail. You know? you know, so it's like your anger could be completely valid, but you still have to deal with it because the only person that it truly affects is you. And we don't want, you know, this to just be everybody else's fault. You know, like, you should rise above. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to accept the fact that, like, yeah, I'm right. I got a reason to be mad, but, like, I don't want this to affect me. Mm-hmm. What your what other people did to me cannot affect me. Right. It can't stop me. It can motivate me. But it doesn't stop. And I would say, so when I was studying a little bit for our topic tonight, one thing that um, I started seeing was, so I was like looking in the Bible for pain. You know, it's a whole bunch of painful situations in there. But the one that stuck out to me the most was Jesus. And let me tell you why. A story of pain. A story of pain. So think about how painful it was for him to know that one of his closest disciples was going to deny him Mm -hmm. and was going to give him up. And then on top of that, I went to, like the Lord took my thoughts to the Garden of Gethsemane. When Jesus is, he's, he's praying and he feels all this pain to where he's bleeding Mm. through his sweat. And in that painful moment, he's saying, you know, let this cup pass me by. Like, I'll, like he's basically saying, let me not have to go through this, but if it's your will, let your will be done. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, we see the painful situations after that, like from that place to them capturing him and putting him on trial and, and then them basically beating him and having him carry his cross and uh, the, the crown of thorns and pressing it into his skull and then also piercing him in his side and beating him and whipping him and snatching his clothes off of him and then, like, basically nailing him to a tree up there, dislocating his arms, dislocating his shoulders and things like that. And the beautiful thing about that pain was, if you look at it, throughout all of that pain, the beautiful thing about it was he won, he... He came down and he sympathized with our humanity. He sympathizes and empathizes with our humanity because mm-hmm. he knows how it feels to be human. So that's that's a, a beautiful thing of pain that I saw. And then the the next thing that I saw was how even though all of that happened, his story was so beautiful because when he died, he laid down his life. Mm-hmm. He chose to lay it down and be obedient to death. Mm-hmm. So he that was like something that he chose to do. So throughout all that pain, he chose to keep moving forward with the plan. Because yes. to be honest, he could have been like, hey, I'm not going to do this. I ain't down. Like, oh, I'm sick of y'all. I'm just going to go back up there to heaven with my father. And y'all just going to be, you know. Y'all just going to be living the life y'all live. But he loved us enough. To get up on it. To get up there hang his head down, lay down his life. And then after that, the next beautiful thing was when he got up and he sits at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. With all power. And, like, if you see all of that pain and all the pain that he endured, 
the little pain we going through, we just like, man, that ain't nothing. Because I couldn't take it. Maybe I would have hit somebody bad. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. I wouldn't it. been out there fighting. I couldn't take it. And even like on the cross yeah. with the other two that were crucified with him, you know, when he the- saved one of them. He saved one of them. Even with the pain he was going through, his pain ministered to somebody else enough that they got saved. And that's, so that's good that you said that's good because a lot of times our pain, God never allows pain without a purpose. Mm. And sometimes we feel as if our pain is dumb, our pain is stupid, and sometimes we feel like, God, you never should have took me through this. But in reality, there you got Susie Sue that you're going to meet five years from now who going to need your testimony, who going to need yeah. to hear how you overcame your pain. But you over here complaining because you getting pricked in the finger by something that God wants you to use to help Susie Sue get that prick out of her things. There are people watching you. Yeah. There are people watching you. There are people that are seeing every, how you move, that are watching how you move. And the minute that you move wrong, that just discouraged them from doing what they needed to do. And so that's like one of the most important things about being a follower of Christ mm -hmm. is that our number one mission is to bring others to Christ. Yeah. You know, and like we have to do that by dealing with our own stuff so that we can help others. That's why that's the whole point of having a testimony is so that you can speak to what you've been through to inspire somebody else to make it through what they've been through. Yeah. And I just like pain is so necessary. It is it's so necessary. It's something you'll never escape. It you'll always deal with it. It'll always come around. You could be having the time of your life. And then here comes some pain. God is funny. Get this. We're birthed through pain. Think about a lot of pain. We're birthed through pain because mothers go through pain. They feel a lot of pain. So we're birthed through pain, but it's beautiful. But it's beautiful. That's just like our stories, our lives and things like that. We're birthing something. We're birthing what our lives are going to be 10, 20, 25 years from now. Mm. But it has to come out of painful situations. Like, I look back on my life and... I, I used to be like, well, God, if you never would have, we never would have been here. Or God, this never would have happened and different things. But now being 20, going to be 21, looking back on things that I've been through, I'm like, okay, God, I thank you for that pain. I thank you for that because now I know how to move. Now I know yes. what it feels like to trust you. Yes. And a lot of times my pain, my deepest, darkest pains have pushed me to a place to trust God even more even because that showed me that I couldn't get out of there. Because my freshman year, I battled depression really, really hard towards the end of it. And it was like, it was to a, a point and a place to where I almost took my life. I almost crashed my car into an 18-wheeler. Really? And that was a very painful situation for me. And, like, I would go to class and come back to my room and just lay on the floor and cry. I wouldn't even clean my room up. I was just in there just laying on the floor crying, dirt on my face when I get up. It's just... I was just crying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I cried so many tears. The Lord probably said, I got to get this child some new tears because she ain't got no more left to cry. I was okay. crying every day. And I was like, it, it doesn't make sense to me because I went through a situation like I had a, I had a very bad roommate experience. Mm. And then I had a really bad, like, just in, like campus environment experience. And then... From that pain, I've seen myself become like a leader on campus now. I've seen myself be in diff so many different things and 
put myself out there for different things when in reality I was like, I'm finna transfer up out of here. Mm. This is my first year and my last year. But from that pain, God has showed me or God has put me in places and positions with people who I never would have thought I'd be around, people who are like me. And it's just like, it, it's it's amazing. But it was like going back, if you would have, if I could have gone back, if I could go back to my freshman year self and tell myself, hey, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to do this, I probably would have looked at myself and laughed. I would probably laugh. Because I never would have thought that from that much pain. Laying on the floor. Yes, crying, not doing no assignments, just crying all night. You would never know you'd be doing a podcast. Yeah. You'd be doing all kinds of stuff. And my podcast was birthed out of a painful situation. Let me tell you. So I had I had a boyfriend. Okay. And then like it was a very toxic relationship. Very, very toxic relationship. It was so toxic. It was just it just didn't make sense. It was so toxic. Like I and now that I look back on it, I laugh at myself because I was like, how did you stay there that long, first of all? Yeah. Second of all, baby, you was, you was before the throne so much. Jesus probably, you was praying hard. Like, Jesus was giving you clues, signs, doing miracles and wonders and showing you that boy wasn't there. And you were still sitting there. You were still with him. I was still there. The Lord was probably like, yeah, this man ain't going to listen to me. Like, she, she can't hear, I guess. At all. So but he, he like, baby, your ears on, your eyes on, but you ain't here. Like, like how they say, like, we knocking, but ain't nobody at home. That's probably how I was. Yeah. So we finally broke up. A ring. The last time. Serious. Because I, I ended it. And it was a painful situation for me or whatever. And I had been taught, I had like for years, I had been saying I was going to do my po- start my podcast. Like, I was supposed to start this when I was 16, and I didn't. So that that happened and then I was just like whatever whatever so cool with all that stuff so we broke up and then that and I had been talking about it for like a couple of weeks before then because God had put it back in my spirit and I was like well I don't know what the name's gonna be then like he gave me the name plugged in with K I was just like okay 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 and then I was like, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start it you know how you write stuff and you say you're gonna start then you don't yeah I guess God was like well since you don't want to start it I'm gonna jump start you off and guess what I'm gonna jump start you off with? Yeah, this little pain right here. Boom, get over with. This boy, you know, remove remove little JoJo. And, you know, this ain't gonna be hit no more. Now you got something to talk about. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, now, 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 you ain't got no excuses no more. So that night, I was crying. I was boohoo crying. I was like, just crying, crying, crying. I went over to my aunt and uncle house. And I was just crying and crying and crying and crying and crying. And then I stopped crying. And then God was like, yep. And like he just started telling me to put stuff in motion, like make your logo, do this, do all that. So I made my logo, I did my uh, thing, I did all that at night. I even typed out the post and put it in my notes that night. Period. And I put and I started my podcast. I launched it the the next morning. You was ready the next morning. And so from that place, like season one, I would say is the most dearest season to me because that is the season where I was like battling depression that was the season where I was battling that little relationship breakup I was battling so much and in that season all, all of the topics they were cultivating um seeds for my for my now yeah because in the most painful situations in the most painful part of my life I started talking about different things then basically it gave me like a, a way to talk about what I was going through mm-hmm. and so from season one to now, I've seen so much growth mm-hmm. in myself. And so it's like now 
I, I, I would say I have like a hard time talking about my pain and stuff to different people. But if you put that mic right there in front of me, here we go. You know, we're going to talk about Jesus and talk about what's going on because it's just like a truth serum. Yeah. Like you can't hide from it. You, you got to actually put it out there. Yeah. And sometimes when I take these long, sporadic breaks from my podcast, I'm pretty sure everybody is caught on to. <laughs> like, they were like, hey, hunger will be gone for like six months. Oh, it's been a while. You know, they'll be like, hey, uh, hit them with the, hey, oh, I know it's been a minute. You know, they probably be like, yeah. Yes, she's in the thumb. Yeah, she she got through it. Yes, and so it was like, okay, God, I'm just you know just gonna leave it alone. But for season four, he was telling me to turn my pain into purpose, and I was like, okay. So what I'm gonna do is start this season. I'm like, God, I don't even know who I'm gonna get on there, and he just started telling me to like just ask different people. And I've just been asking different people, and yeah. these different people have been coming on here. They have been surprising me. Some, some of them have been surprising me with like what they have to say and how they see things around them. So it's just been like, okay, God, I get it now. Mm-hmm. I, I get it now. I understand so, what you're doing. I understand what you're doing. I'm gonna let you do what you do because you're the best at doing what you do. The best, the bestest. That ain't even a word, but he the bestest. He's the bestest. And so for me, I would say. This whole season right now of pain and tears and everything, it has truly cultivated me to get ready for this next season of my life. Yeah. Because I have had so many things spoken over me recently, so many things told to me recently that I'm just going to sit back and wait and let God blow my mind. This Come on. But it took... My voice a little, a little guy right now. It's not right. Big, big, big. It's in there. Yeah, it's in there. My my singing voice. I tried to sing yesterday, and baby, it was a mm, okay. I need I need some tea. Just let it rest. Mm-hmm. Let it rest until after this week. Yes, hallelujah. So I would say, with pain and the beauty of it. I have learned to appreciate pain more. Mm-hmm. I've learned to understand pain, and I've learned to basically allow pain do what it needs to do mm-hmm. because it brings out a different person in you that you never thought was there. Yes. Pain also unlocks doors uh, for you to experience different things and have seats and rooms that you never would have thought. Come on, seats. So... I'm watch. I'm watching my pain, and the seeds that it's produced come to fruition yeah. right now, and it's kind of scary at times because I find myself saying, "God, I don't know what you're doing, but I guess I'm a trust you. I ain't got no other choice. But I don't even know where we're going. Like you just driving at this point, and I'm just gonna be in this passenger seat. I'm just gonna be in the passenger seat. You're just like Uber. We don't know where you be going." You know, it's your driver. You know, but I know the driver. You just know you're going to get there safely. The driver knows the destination. Because if we can trust Uber, we can trust Jesus. Come on. I've learned through pain that, like, it's necessary to grow. Mm-hmm. Without pain, you'll never have the experiences that are necessary for you to grow. And that's the simplest thing. Like, it is necessary. Mm-hmm. And even though it hurts... You're going to cry. I cry a lot, too. I'm a crybaby, like real heavy. Yeah. Randomly. It's okay. all the time. I cry so much, too. We cry together. <laughs> but, you know, like, feel it. 
go through it. Mm-hmm. Let every stage of pain happen. You know, the beginning of just, oh my gosh, I think that hurt my feelings to like, I'm literally falling apart. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to be put back together. I'm falling apart. You have to feel every piece of it. Yeah. Because when you come on the other side of it, you're going to be more mature. You're going to be wiser. You're going to understand. Mm-hmm. You're going to understand how people communicate. You're going to understand how you communicate. You're going to understand how you process. Like all of that, you have to experience pain to know any of that information. Mm-hmm. Like when relationships end, the next time you have experienced the pain of this relationship so that the next one you can do something different. Yeah. When situations happen, you get rejected or you don't get chosen. You know, like take that experience, feel that pain and do something to be better the next time. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's always my goal in life at this point because I'm 20 you say you was 20 going on 21 I'm 26 going on I'm just 26 you look good oh thank you girl you look I'm trying to look youthful (laughs) but you know like being 26 like I have goals I have aspirations I have things I want to do but none of what I'm doing right now would have been possible if I hadn't experienced the pain I felt over the last two years Like, I wouldn't be able to be this mentor to all these young women, you know, all the women on my staff, you know, like, I wouldn't be able to be able to be there for them in situations if I had never experienced a bad situation. Right. And I, and I, like, when it comes to communication, I would have never known how to really communicate if I wouldn't have been in so many relationships that didn't work. Yeah. You know, like, and now I know what I want. I know what I'm looking for. I know what I need in a man. You know what I'm gonna take, what I'm not gonna take. Hey, that's number one. And you go call Tyrone if you can't get if you can't get with it. But you're not using my cell phone. The door. <laughs> the door is right over there. But I would say this too. A lot of times, um, when we experience pain, we have to give ourselves grace. Mm, grace. Because a lot of times we don't give ourselves grace. That's my favorite word. And because we don't give ourselves grace. We find ourselves in a place of grief mm. once we experience pain instead of experience grace. Mm. So once you feel pain and you're moving through it, be graceful with yourself. Show yourself grace. Show yourself mercy because you're not going to heal overnight. And you're not going to always get it right. Mm-mm. You're not going to always get it right. And so you have to show yourself grace because if you just beat yourself up every time something didn't go right, You'll you never beat feel, yourself up every day. Man, you're going to have black eyes, broken bones. You're going to be beat up. But it's like you have to allow yourself to be like, I'm a human. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm not God. Nope. I'm not a perfect being. You know, Jesus came to the earth and was sin free his whole life. I'm not Jesus. Mm-mm. And I can give myself the grace to know that yeah. and to accept that and to and to go through life knowing that this is going to happen and that's going to happen and th- it's not always going to be sunshine and blue skies and rainbows man sometimes it's gonna rain mm-hmm. sometimes it's gonna rain for months and sometimes you have to give yourself the grace to put your rain boots on hey go get your nice looking umbrella go get your fancy one that just as soon as you press the button it open up and it's big too it's mm-hmm. giant sometimes you gotta go get your rain gear because mm-hmm. it's gonna rain for a long time but you have to stay in that to understand what's on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And there is joy. There is happiness. There is success. There is peace. Life on the other side. 
So you have to just give yourself grace, move through it, grow through it. You're going to make it. Yeah. There will be beauty after this. There will be glory after this, too. Victory after this. Come your pain, your pain produces the oil that's on your life. So if you ain't an oily somebody, you ain't a painful somebody. You just showed us off after that. That was good. Like, your pain, because God has to crush you to get out what's in you, for you to see it. And a lot of times, you won't see it until you go through painful situations. Like, you won't see it until you actually have something that opens your eyes. Yes. And a lot of times it takes pain to open your eyes. It takes losing a loved one to show you that God's with you. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it takes you losing, you know, losing uh, a relationship or losing a friendship or just ha- going through a situation that where you get hurt or a situation where you're a victim. It takes different things and you may not understand it. But at the end of it, like God is God is one one thing that I have to tell myself is to God is the author of my story and stop trying to take the pen from him. Yeah, because baby, I don't know where it's going. I'm gonna just get it and scribble like them little kids be scribbling, like the little two year olds, little, little cheering that people be keeping. They just take stuff and scribble. You're gonna be just scribbling because you don't know what's next. You know what's next, and you trying to scribble and you trying to write a story and it look like scribble and chicken scratch. And God trying to tell you, I know what I'm writing. You have no clue what the next chapter holds. You don't. I don't even know what tomorrow going to be like. Woo. I don't even know what the rest of the night going to be like. I don't know what the rest of the night is going to be like. Oh, I may fall off the bed. I don't know what the next 10 minutes is going to be like. You don't know. You don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. So just live. Give yourself grace and live. 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 And and that's, that's the beauty of pain is that there is life. Mm-hmm. There is life. There is so much for you that comes from you hurting. Mm-hmm. And it just, I have, I'm so grateful for the things I've been through. I say that all the time. I was just reminiscing on um, a situation last week and I was just like, I'm so grateful I went through that. Yeah. Because if I hadn't have gone through that, like what, how would I have even learned? Benefited from it. How would I have learned the things I know now? Because I'm a stubborn woman. I'm very stubborn. I'm, I'm, they, you know, they say people be set in their ways. I'm kind of set in my ways. But, you know, like pain causes you to like get uncomfortable. And I have been in situations where it's just been uncomfortable every day. Getting up is uncomfortable. Combing my hair is uncomfortable. Doing anything is uncomfortable. And it's just kind of like you have to experience that. You have to know what that feels like. So that when everything is going good, you are grateful. You got a reason to say thank you, Lord. When it's not going good, you still got a reason to say thank you, Lord, because you know something is coming out of it. There's always something coming out of it. That's good. Because he don't let no pain without purpose. Come on, ain't no pain without purpose, baby. No pain, no gain. No pain. No gain. I was going to sing, but you know what? My voice is a little thrown off today. <laughs> I have to go pray for my throat box. Girl, lay hands on my throat box. We're going to pray right now. Thank you, Jesus. It's just need another week. You got to mm-hmm. get through this week. Oh, no. It, given I need some rest, sister. After this, mm-hmm. go lay down. Mm-hmm. Babe, do you have any last thing? 
I think we've said everything, you know, like there's beauty mm -hmm. after your pain. You know, the Bible says that he'll give you beauty for ashes. Oh, when everything seems like it has burned to the ground and there's nothing but ashes in your hand, God can turn those ashes and turn them into beautiful things. And I feel like the most valuable thing that I have learned in my life is that mm -hmm. is that one piece of like everything that I have that I think is bad, God can do something with it. Everything that I think is not good enough, everything that I think doesn't work, everything that I think I can't do, God can turn everything around and make everything work for my good. And I believe that. I think that one of my favorite worship songs is called Beautiful by the Walls Group. Mm -hmm. And there's a line in there. I'm trying to stop not singing it. You said what? I said, I'm trying so hard not to sing it. No, girl, I can't sing right now either. I was screaming. So one of my favorite lines in there, it says, oh, who I was before got lost in my own light. Take out um, everything. Um, it says, knock down every door. Let me receive more mm. till the whole world knows that you make all things beautiful. And to me, that is one of my favorite lines. And then the, uh, what is it? It's, I think it's the vamp part. Okay. The in end. every pain, call each one by name. Mm -hmm. uh, so he can make it beautiful. Things you've thrown away, things you can't erase, he will make them beautiful. Yeah. And to me, I... Be when I first when that's you know that song came out years ago. Yeah. But I still like listen to that song today. I still like uh you know play it from time to time because that song reminds me of you know every piece of my life, every painful situation, every painful moment. I can name them, tell God about them, and He'll turn them. And He'll it's basically like an exchange, like how. Okay, you know how you go, how you like, you have your, all these coins that you collect and yes. you take them to the thing and then they give you money and dollars for them and you be, you be feeling like, oh, now I got like, you know, I had this big giant job but now I got, you know, $200 now. Look, and that's how I feel like our pain is. Those pieces we put on, like, the, the pieces, the broken pieces of us in our painful moments, they're like those coins that we turn into God and he blesses us with something more. So I was like, okay. That's how I feel. So it's like, okay, God, I'm giving you this in expectation of you to give me something more. I'm giving you this because I'm expecting you to come through for me on this. Or, God, I'm giving you this situation. Or, God, I'm giving you the whole aspect of dating because this is something I had to tell him recently. God, I'm giving you this whole aspect of dating because if you leave it up to me, I'm going to say this dating pool ain't it. And I'm just going to wait for you to create somebody else and just drop them down here. Yeah. Pretty I've much. been there and just bring them. But then I've seen, I've had been having to take all the painful moments and give and give them to God and say, okay, God, I'm giving you this and I'm in expectation for you to place someone in my life who is not only going to just be who you created him to be, but he's going to be everything that you've created him to be for me. Mm. Like he's going to be able to reconcile and help me reconcile with my painful moments and help mm. me move forward in them rather than just sit there and let me waddle in them. Mm. He's going to push me forward into my purpose rather than hinder me from what you're calling me to do. Mm. He is going to make my day, my hard days beautiful yes, he just is. by his presence Yes, he because is. he knows you and he's going to put you first so he knows how to deal with me on days that I don't feel that my life is beautiful. So, yeah. That was real good. I, I need you to write that down and send it to me so I can say it too. Because okay. I just be like, Lord, now, I just to... prepare me. Yes, please. Get me ready. Wherever he at, 
just get me ready. So one thing that I, ha I had to do recently, my mentor told me, she said, write down everything that you want in me. Write it all down and keep it with you. And I got to starting thinking and scratching this little head of my eye. And I started writing and writing. My, my list and my notes and my phone, it's a long list. You can mm -hmm. scroll through it. But it is not like a lot of crazy things. It's just like God let him be compassionate. Let him be understanding. Let him be, you know, let him be able to discern what's going on. Rather Ooh, that's than so different things like that. And so if I feel like if I didn't go through those painful moments with young men before, I never would have gotten to this place to understand what I need. Yes. Because a lot of times we settle for what looks good rather than actually getting what we need. Yeah. And not just in relationships. It's just like in general. A lot of times because we feel pain or we feel like people have crossed us or things have happened to us, we start settling rather than saying, hey, this is what I need from you. These are my boundaries. Like we stop expressing our needs because we got hurt. And we build up the last heart. time that we expressed our needs. Yeah, we got hurt. We got hurt. And I hate, I hate to hear young people say that. And I hate to say young people like I'm not young. I'm young, but like I hate to hear like people who are like 19 to 22 be like, I ain't gonna ever show myself to anybody again. I'm never gonna express my feelings to somebody again. And that's just because you holding on to pain. You hurting yourself. You hurting yourself. And it's so important that you be able to communicate what you need from somebody yeah. and you know what you need from somebody you need to figure out why that last thing didn't work yeah. not be bitter because it didn't work you need to figure out why it worked did not work and then move on to the next and make it work hallelujah glory that's that's the biggest thing for me and i feel like our generation we we have so much pain and we have so many different ways to hide it. Yeah. You can hide behind it on social media. Yeah. You can hide behind it just in general. You can be one person over here and be another person over there. Yes, you can. And a lot of times, because we don't deal with pain, we find it hard to be by ourselves. Oh, mm. because um, that was something that I struggled with, being by myself. I used to hate being by myself. Like, I always had to have a friend with me, somebody with but because it was just so hard to be by myself. Mm -hmm. But I've learned the importance of taking time out to evaluate your pain. Yeah. Evaluate what's going on. Evaluate. Look around. Mm -hmm. Be present. Yeah. Pay attention to what's happening. Pay attention. And I think, you know, you can get lost in pain. Yeah, you can. You can just be so, like, in it that you are not even, like, noticing that somebody next to you, yep. like... You have got to pay attention to what is happening around you when you are in pain. You got to pay attention to the people. You got to pay attention to your behavior, the way you're approaching people. You have to pay attention to so much around you to be able to realize, like, wh what the next steps are. You have to pay attention. And we neglect it sometimes. We do. But it's easy to just be sad. It's easy to just... The whole world is sad. It's just like, he put on the radio, that he said, sad. it was just like, okay, like, you can turn on the TV, they said, you on Facebook, they said, everybody said, I'm just like, y'all, y'all ain't got the best to be happy, and then, 
people be laughing at me because I've been like, hey, I got a free cookie today. Oh, ha, ha, ha. No, I got a free. I paid straight. I didn't have to pay for it. There's some light in that day. Y'all just so sad, so gloomy. And it, it, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. My favorite quote is, happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. You have to turn on your light. And, you know, like the Bible calls us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the earth. And it's just kind of like you have to decide. Yep. You have to make the decision today that I'm going to turn on my light. Yep. Even when it feels like I didn't pay the electric bill and it ain't, I don't have no electricity and the light bulb out and the lamp don't work no more and everything else that's trying to turn on this light is not turning this light on. You just got to be like, I'm going to turn it on. Anyways, I'm going to turn it on anyways, because that's what we're called to do. You know, feel that pain, express that pain, deal with that pain. But always remember at the end of the day, you got to turn your light on. Turn it back on. Turn it on. Because sometimes your light can bring somebody else out in darkness. And that's what we're called to do. And that's what we're called to do. This is my last thing, and I promise you I'm done. So... In my room, I write I write on sticky notes and put them on my mirror. It's like affirmations or whatever. And one of my coworkers came in my room. One of my coworkers said, they was reading my mirror and they said, they read one of my quotes I wrote and it says, every tear is watering your future. Oh. She said, you must really be going through a lot. Because only a person that cries a lot and goes through a lot right there. That's a good quote though. And me, I was just like, you know, in that moment, I was laughing about it, but then I, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> but I'll be mean, I mean, baby, y'all don't, mm -mm. I be ugly crying. I cry myself to sleep sometimes. I love a good ugly cry, though. It feels good. I, I done got so used to ugly crying. Now, when I cry regularly, I be like, what is this? I just be boo boo crying, girl. But but if, but if you ask my friends, I tell them I'm a. I'm a but you're not and it's okay not to be mm -hmm. it's okay to have feelings it's okay to have emotions that is a part of being a human if you don't have emotions something is wrong yeah if you don't have feelings something is wrong like you need to like do some work like something is wrong like it is perfectly okay for you to have emotions. It's perfectly okay for you to have feelings. It's okay for you to be angry. It's okay for you to be sad. But you don't let them dictate who you are that we're not changing our identity mm -mm. for some feelings mm -mm. and i've seen so many people do that me too i've seen so many i've seen myself do it yeah me too i've seen myself do it i've seen the hurt that i was experiencing change me like when i was a child i was a really happy child and then went through an experience as a kid and it changed me mm -hmm. It changed how I walked. It changed how I trusted people. It changed how I talked to my family. You know, it changed my whole concept of what family was. Yeah. You know, but it's like, as an adult now, I'm seeing that. Like, I'm seeing like, oh, because that happened, your whole aspect don't even have in a family. Like, I'm the main person that's going to be like, I don't want kids. I don't really want to be married. I'll just be a single auntie with a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But is that really what I desire or is that my pain talking? Talking. That's my pain talking. Oh, girl, I need a therapy session after this podcast. I like this. It's just, I don't know. This has become like my therapy. Mm. 
Because it makes me talk. It makes you talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be sitting there crying when I get off the air. I'm probably going to go cry in my car. Pretty much. That's all right. Pretty much. Got that worship music on and be down there on the floor. You know, I'll be crying to Quartet music. <laughs> quartet music. I'll be crying to Quartet, quartet music. Quartet music. I'm going to cry to Lisa Knowles' sweet Whoa, shit. Whoa, wait a minute. Quartet sweet shit. Yeah, I'm going to be crying. Mm-mm, what nice little car to say sweet. I see Man, the beauty of pain, Kate. The beauty of pain. Beauty of pain. The beauty of pain gets you here. It does. It gets you here. (laughs) But I just want to tell you, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm grateful. A long time coming. Yeah. And I want to tell you, thank you for supporting me too. Because you'll be supporting me and. Yeah, I'm not about to cry right now. I'm proud of you. Oh, I'm so proud of you. And I love you. You're doing amazing things. This podcast is amazing. It's God sent. It's God delivered. God purposed. Mm-hmm. So you're doing great things, and I'm proud of you. I love you. I love you too. Well, all right, y'all. That's it. So y'all make sure you're not y'all stay tuned. Crying on the park. Yeah, it's like we the. Yeah, we open. We gonna be okay. <laughs> But I just want to tell y'all once again, thank y'all for staying plugged in with me. And make sure you stay tuned in for the rest of the special guests on this season. This season is going to be amazing. The topics are amazing. And y'all, it's blowing my mind just like I'm pretty sure it's blowing y'all. Don't just scratch my head. And I know y'all watching me too, so y'all don't 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 get on me too bad about this video end tonight. I'm going to learn it pretty good, but, you know, God blessed me how to do it still by saying, hey, come on. You know, it's a process. It is a process, and I'm getting in there. And y'all pray for me that I get some more storage. Hallelujah. Some more storage. We're going to touch the phone. Because we got some big things coming. Come on. And we need some more phone storage. And we need some more iCloud storage. But we feel, but I, I need to add you to my I, family plan. Oh, hallelujah. Because this 200, I don't know if this 200 is going to last. And yeah, I need long. to add you to the family hallelujah. plan. <laughs> Look at me getting blessed. What was but yes, once again, thank y'all. And so y'all, guess what? Remember to stay plugged in with Kate. Bye, y'all.